Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Gary, here we go. I would say, I think this is like the first official podcast of the new year. Fair? Accurate, yeah. Fair. I mean, once we we get cranked up, we didn't get to one last week, um, but we definitely needed to get to one this week as... A uh, number of teams are, are have started already, yep. and uh, our our two guests today. We, we decided to go double guest. Um, are are kicking off? No pun intended. Uh, this weekend, this Saturday night against Florida Atlantic, and and our guests today. I'm very excited to have these two gentlemen make their their debut, uh, both on the offensive side of the ball for our football team. Uh, All-American running back Jaden Sheridan and uh, all-conference offensive lineman Greg Anderson. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. I um, I don't think people really realize how much how little time these guys get. Um, just trying to get them in over like yesterday and today w- was was impossible. I think people think like, oh, there's no school going on right now, so. Uh, they've got tons of time. Now, take the haircuts out of it. That is a very yeah. big part. Haircuts oh, are like it's a huge part, a critical part of, of what goes on. Here. I just, I, I, you know, I just saw somebody else's locker room, um, and I'm not going to shout the school out because screw them. Um, but I just saw somebody else's locker room, and they had a, a barber shop inside the locker room. I'll give them any ideas here. Uh, Cal, if you if you're hearing this right now, we need a barber shop in the locker room. Barber shop. It I might solve that. a lot of issues. That'd right? be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Might solve a lot of issues, but here they would go smoothly and everything. So, but here's the problem: everybody's got a guy, yeah, that they got to go to. That's true. That's true. right. Yeah. Can't switch up in a barber. So I, I even, I even have a guy. I don't have a guy. No, I don't I have really much have hair much left. Hair. I don't have a guy. It's my wife <laughs> yeah. usually. My hair's getting long. I can tell because they look extra bald. So like now, before we go on this trip, I got to get a haircut by my wife. I don't have a guy. I have a girl. Shout out, um, Mister A and Miguel. <laughs> and Miguel, yes. Uh, so for like, Jaden, for you, you're coming from Connecticut. Yep. So I know you've got a guy in Connecticut. Yeah, I got a guy in Connecticut in here. So you got a guy down here. Yep. Now in in past when we've when I've had this bizarre conversation with other guys, um, you he they were introduced by a guy who had a guy. So did somebody introduce you to your to your guy down here? Yeah, um, Ezra Archie. <laughs> Ezra Archie. All right. Who, you know, play here a couple years ago. He. Said, yo, this is a guy. He cuts like all the celebrities here. So I was like, I'm gonna go to him. Mm. So, well, now do you got to go far to get get that cut? 15, 15 minutes. That's not bad. Now, what about Greg? You're you're a Jersey guy, Jersey but guy. you're a North Jersey guy. Do you go back home for a cut, or you got a guy down here? I got a guy down here. Where where did you get your guy down here? Uh, Joey Aldarelli. Joey Aldarelli. There you go. The wide receiver seems yeah. like the wide receivers know who got know where to get the cuts at. They know who's got the cuts. It was my first day, and he told me. So your, your first day on yeah, campus? I asked him. That's the first thing I asked. Like, where y'all go <laughs> to get haircuts? And it's crucial. It is crucial. I, I don't think people would understand, like, a little thing like scheduling headshots, which Mark Mormon has down to a, a science of, like, getting in, get your headshot, and get out. We make it pretty painless. Um, I have to try to give, and even this year I gave seven days notice, and that wasn't enough for some people. I have to try to. We have to try to get this on the schedule early. Yeah, you gotta tell us ahead yeah. of time. Two weeks in advance. Two weeks. So I gotta you talk to Coach Cal. I try. Yeah. I try to send out a text message first. Like, it's hey, it's because now all the barbers are using booking apps, so you gotta book it like a week in advance, <laughs> or you gotta text him. If you personal with him, then you can just text him with his number. But if you're not, yeah, he don't get back to you. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> you, a, you on a month waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like. A barber, uh, a barber area inside the locker room might like you could just bring a guy in, and he could just mow through haircuts. Bring like three different guys in, get all different kind of hairstyles in, then that'll be good. People would not even believe me. Now, what? Give me a frequency on haircut. How often? You gotta go at least every two weeks. I me, like, I go every week. I feel, <laughs> I feel like every either every week or every two weeks. You gotta keep a fresh hairline. 
wear that not, game. You can't be. You can't. I mean, but you wear a game with a helmet. Yeah, when you take you it off, be or you know, like when we fly, you know, camera We're be taking out, them flicks. Or, you know, mm-hmm. take your helmet off. I'm going to show you here. This is all Mark's fault is what I'm hearing because he, <laughs> he he's the director of photography here. And if he wasn't taking a thousand pictures, then maybe these, <laughs> these guys wouldn't have to get uh, get fresh cuts all the time. See, if Mark was editing the hairlines, then I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if Mark was editing the hairlines, he'd be starring with me. Nah, I just, I just want to look good for the game, you know, feel good, feel new. Look good, play good, feel good. That's, yeah. well, that's, that's all That's all it is. That is all that matters. And all right, so let's let's move past the, the, the silliness that is uh, haircuts. But I love it. And 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 now I've I've I am changing my whole style around making sure that guys got their cuts. And now that I know Jaden gets a weekly cut, <laughs> now I know. Um, do you have a standing appointment? Is it like every? Um, it changes. Okay. So like if we like are leaving on a Friday, I go Thursday. And oh, you want the fresh cut? Got the fresh one. And so like for this week. Going today, so because we leave Thursday, yeah. even though the game's Saturday, still gotta <laughs> freshen up a little. I'm sure you don't have great. a guy in Boca. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure it'll look great. All right, so let, let's get down to brass tacks. I mean, both of you guys are on the offensive side of the ball. Um, one of the best offenses in the FCS last year, uh, and, and because of you two guys. Uh, obviously, in, in a bunch of other guys, I'm not saying it's just Greg, and it's not just the Greg and, and Jaden show. Um, Without giving away anything that's a secret that Coach Gallo is going to cut my head off, like what's different? Take Tony Musket. We all know he's going to be starting down at UVA against Tennessee on Saturday. Good luck, Tony. Still our guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not bitter about it. (laughs) Ten out of ten times somebody's making that choice. But now we got Marquez. And and so so what kind of – what's a little bit different about the offense? Is it just spreading it around a little bit more? Is it – you know, what do you think is going to be different without giving away any secrets? Uh, I'd say we probably have a lot more spark plugs than last year. I feel like I got a, uh, a lot of the younger guys coming, stepping up, having huger roles in our offense. And I feel like we just have different ways to attack defenses. Um, Pretty much what he said. But I think, I think without giving it anything away, like we could spread the ball around more, you know, not everything is just going to be, you know, run, run, run. But there's going to be some weapons also. And, and that's coming from a running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the running backs room, there's some real talent there outside of yourself. Obviously, everybody knows Jaden Sherman, consensus All-American, led the, led the country in rushing last year, poised to do the same today or this, this year, today too. Um, what, you know – before we get into the room, what changed? I know we've had this conversation off the air. What have you? What did you work on this this summer? Like, what did your or this winter even starting with the end of last year? What were the things that you knew that you needed to do to take it to the next level? Um, well, the first thing I did as soon as Stony Brook game ended, I looked at Gio and I said, "All right, when January hits, we're gonna get on a program," and that was to eat right and basically hit the weight room harder than I ever did, and. Put on ten pounds uh, while maintaining my speed. So um, that was one of the first things, and then the second thing was really just working on blocking, catching the ball, becoming a complete back, and working my whole game, and just listening to Coach Doris set. So that was probably it. Was actually real fun, you know, just to take my game to a whole nother level. How hard have you worked on pass blocking? Just getting better in pass because I think that's something. Obviously, I've never played running back, but I feel like that's something as a young guy. That's one of the biggest things to kind of step up and hone as you get older. Um, shoot. Uh, I worked on it so much where I thought I was one of the linemen. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, Greg, did you ever think he was one of the linemen? I mean, he looks the part. You see those drills I'd be doing on the side, <laughs> and it was just nonstop, you know, to the point where, like, when I had to, like, catch the ball and then I was like oh I'm not blocking anymore so, <laughs> right I, said, right, I actually have to go out, out for a route yeah let me let me get out of blocking mode and you know get back to what I do that's that's awesome Greg what you know this offensive line guys are a little bit older um lost some some parts but what I don't think people understand what something that I think coach Gabe does a really good job of is 
getting people prepared, even if they haven't had a ton of like everybody steps in. And I was looking at the O line, and like everybody started some games. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have anybody who's just stepping up and hasn't like, oh my god, I'm going down to Florida, Atlanta, and I got to start Atlantic, and I got to start my my first game. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this old line? What's different this year from last year? Um, honestly, I feel like I think we're gelling a lot better uh, this year, especially because, like you said, everybody's had their game experience, so it's not anybody going down to FAU first game jitters. So everybody's already got that underway. So I feel like it's just more. Right now, just being able to communicate more, and I feel like that's what we've been able to do best as this offensive line and basically just gelling together like a unit. Curious a little bit about, about game prep. Um, obviously, we go through camp, and you have a couple weeks of install and, and everything that comes with training camp. Um, when did you guys start to dive into FAU? Um, obviously, it's new coaching staff down there, so maybe how difficult was it to, to get a read on, on what they're doing and uh, how different is preparation between each of your guys' positions? Um. For me, um, basically, like we just try to focus on the guys who that we'll be blocking or who we you know be facing. But um, like I said, um, our coaching staff does a great job game planning. I think they're one of the best game planners. So uh, some reason, like you said, it's a new staff and new coaching staff. Some reason they you know they doing what they need to do, and we've been practicing, working on it. And like you said, when do we you know start install it? Probably like the probably the last two weeks of camp, we just started going over, just having, like, walkthroughs and stuff. And, you know, I think that's going to help us. It's always a challenge, and, and I feel like, I don't know, it happens to us more often than not that the first game of the year is against a team that's had some type of coaching mix-up, whether it's a head coach or a coordinator. So there is a, a good amount of guessing. But um, one thing I think that we've always done really well, one thing I think Coach Gabriel does a really good job of is – in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, take take people in a little bit about, you know, you come off on the sideline, let's say you guys, it's not going to happen to us, but let's say you go three and out mm-hmm. early on, first couple drives, whatever. You guys get on the side, and it's just, it, it, while the defense is out doing their thing, it's a teach. teach. It's right to the drawing boards. <laughs> Got, give it every look on every play, write it down on the drawing board, see what happened, see who, what messed up, how we didn't, or if we didn't block something right, get back on the board, discuss it there. So when we get ready for the next drive, it's, all out. How um, how important is the communication between not just you and Coach Gabriel, but you and and the backs, you and the quarterback, you guys and the other guys on the online? It's a it's a cr- very crucial part of the offense because every we have to make sure everybody's on the same page. So we have to let the quarterbacks know, the running backs know who we're on. So like Jaden's, so we always point who we got, so he knows who he has. So we just m- try to make it easier for the guys in the backfield so they can just do their thing when it comes to playtime. How's um? What's it like running behind guys like Greg and in, in this line? Um, I don't want to say they make it easy because you're obviously a, you know an all star back, but there are some times where I'm like, if Jaden goes untouched to the linebackers, it, we got a good shot of taking this yeah. one to the house. Um, it really is. It's really fun. You know, they communicate with me very well, or I'll tell them what I see, or I'll tell them like you know do a certain block, or I, or t- sometimes I tell them don't even block. And I'll just cut, cut all right. Cut right <laughs> like, right. I'll go around you. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Tell, yeah, I tell him, like, oh, just he's getting in his way. Or, you know, it's very fun. They communicate, and you know, they want to block. That's the that's the main thing. They want to block. They want to see me win, and they want to see others win, too. So, I would say the the most – one of the best pictures that we have seems to be the Greg Anderson, <laughs> Jaden Sheridan, yeah. uh, lift up in the air, arms, arms yeah. out. Uh, it's – where did that? What was the origin of that? I think the first time oh, when you were a freshman, uh, Robert Morris. Yep. Yeah, I went seventy-five yards. That picture needs to be hung up in the locker room. Yeah, that, needs, <laughs> that needs to be like, a golden you, frame. You know, like you know, like when we walk in, it has like the old, you know, yep. Mom and, yeah, we need that. They need to be up. replaced and put that one. Up. <laughs> you want the game picture or the beach picture? Now we, we the beach picture needs to be in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be in a museum somewhere. Yeah, but name it the cinematic touchdown uh-huh. celebration. And but. That picture against Robert Morris that needs to be in our locker room because it was like the spaceship. Would, yeah, the, well, like yeah, that. that was. I think that was Evan, Evan Powell, Powell yep. did that. Shout out yeah. Evan Powell, yeah. man. He's he's doing pretty amazing things down there with the Dukes of JMU. Um, yeah, no, it's it's now it's it seems like every touchdown we're we're preparing for for that. Oh yeah. So it's it's yeah. a great touchdown celebration for mm-hmm. sure. Um, getting back to to the to the running backs. 
you're now the I mean, obviously, Sone, we brought him in. So he's the, in quotes, senior guy. But as far as the guys on on the team that have been on this program, you're now, you know, one of the older dudes, you, Jameer. Um, how, like, how is your role teaching the guys like, you know, uh, Rodney and Makai? Like, how much of that do you take on in, like, a leadership role in, in talking with those guys? A lot. You know, they ask me a lot of questions or ask me, like, uh, stuff that coaches is talking about, but they may not understand. So maybe I could make it easy and break it down for them, or you know, simplify it. And um, I, I take a huge responsibility. You know, if some, they mess up, I take a responsibility because um, you know I am a leader, and so they have to look up to me. So it's, it's real good, though. I think something that uh, you know when when Jaden's running for for touchdowns and we all know about his breakaway speed and all that the offensive line always follows him into the end zone is that a like you guys talk about that or is it kind of just a natural reaction first of all if you don't have the ball you got to follow the ball yeah. and if you have the ball you got to score shout out to coach gallo saying <laughs> that's a coach gallo saying right there you sound just like there. coach gallo follow the ball <laughs> if the ball's in the ground you got to get the ball that's your ball so yeah it's a you know we always gotta we gotta love our, love our guys up when they score so you know we rush yeah. down in the end zone celebrate then we gotta get right back there for place kick so yeah we're already down there do. so yeah. great down there fast when you see him go and obviously there are times where he's past everybody you know he's gonna score like is that almost as good as scoring yourself as an offensive lineman I, I know was, we talked I, about you want to score yourself oh, I definitely want to score myself <laughs> but no it's, it's definitely a great feeling especially when you know you're all blocking well and you just see Jaden hit that crease and then yeah you just know it's game over from that end so <laughs> it's, it's definitely great to see we, we did uh, for those who, who uh, are listening in we, we did a photo shoot with these guys on the beach with some video and some photo and stuff and Greg and I were off to the side talking about how uh, one of his goals is to score a touchdown this year I need it yeah, move him out to tackle, do some tackle eligible stuff. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna speak of it too because yeah. we're not gonna get no secrets away. Yeah, but <laughs> it's coming. We got something cooking. Love it, love it. Um, so you brought up Coach Gallo. We, you know, obviously he's been around this program since he was a player in the early two thousands. Um, what what kind of like just fire does he bring to every practice? I mean, he he is always <laughs> high energy. Nice. We have mic'd him up probably three times since I've been here. And I will say this. We've been able to use more and more of it. I mean, I would say about 15 years ago, we were able to use about a minute and a half of a practice. <laughs> yeah. And he, he brings the energy. Like, even in meetings, like like last year after losses, he'll, like, he'll lift us up. Like his energy is, like, very high. And it's positive, too. It's, like, motivating. No, even if he just make an announcement, you know, Coach Cal is doing something else. He is, is like right there. Um, he gets us going. So, don't matter what tempo the practice is, it could be a teach tempo, live period, walk through. Yeah. Don't matter. Same, <laughs> walk through. Same, same, same tempo on the Gallo. Nothing slowing him down. Uh, I you did beat him in a race too. Oh yeah. Oh sure. yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. Check, check check the mic up. Check the mic up. If you want to see me beat beat Gallo in a race, is that an everyday thing or oh, that's a, once in a while? It's an everyday thing. He, st- he stopped running now. He, he realized he can't do it. He's getting too old. He blamed the headset, though. The headset was 20 pounds. Yeah. Said. It was a little box. It was probably the same size as his phone. He had <laughs> pocket, so I don't know what the excuses were, but. And you had pads on. Oh, yeah. Pads and knee braces, which lower, lower your speed down uh, 10%. So. Yeah. I, I think you would have. I don't want to say it's too loud. I think you would have smoked him with no knee bra- no. New, new, Yeah, It wouldn't no have been a competition without, without knee braces. <laughs> yeah, he would have been in the wind. The mic'd up, um, one of my favorite parts, obviously we put up the, the clip of him asking about rappers, which made me outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- when they do uh, QB ball security and everybody's just trying to knock the ball out, I, I know they work on that with you guys as, as running backs. Uh, not in like a, a physically violent way, but the coaches in a really bad way want to knock the ball out. Yeah, they they get... They an- try their hardest. They be animated off <laughs> They get hyped and like they actually playing like relax like <laughs> you're, you're playing you're playing dances back then just, <laughs> just calm out a little bit yeah uh how how you 
you, spe- you spoke about Coach Dorsett and everybody. You know, he's synonymous with with Mammoth running backs and thousand yard backs. And we had two. Austin, Wisconsin were the only two teams in the country a couple of years ago to have two thousand yard backs in the same backfield. Um, you know, we talk. We I don't. We don't joke about serious. We talk about the art, the art of running backing. Um, what kind of things does he bring to the meeting room? You know, how invested is he in, in, in how serious does he take running backing? Well, I'm going to say it like this because, you know, you say serious, but some days it's all fun and jokes. It's just nothing but jokes. But he's like, he's serious, but he's being funny at the same time. Just his personality. Yeah. Like that's just him. So, and then there's days where he's like, like on us, like we got to make this, you know, I would say. He's, like, concerned on the other jobs that we have to do, like, you know, blocking if we have a route, making sure the route is good so if we clear out for another receiver or if we get the ball, turn it up, and making sure that, you know, we're right where the hole is at, making sure we communicate with the linemen. Um, he, he's really great uh, at teaching. Uh, if you sit down, and especially when you watch film with him, so that's one of the main things he's, he's uh, brilliant at. He, he he really is, and uh, not too shabby himself. We, we've we've dug back in the archives and brought out some Sammy uh, some Sammy runs on the VHS tapes. On the VHS tapes, one hundred percent. He shows us time to time his clips. Yeah, he had a couple. He had a long run against Mammoth. He did, he did, and then one year I think he had like three yards. Yeah, he, and, he uh, talks about that game a lot. <laughs> yeah. Gallo, Coach Gallo, I think is is usually pretty quick to bring up that one as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got us on you got us on a couple occasions, but there was that one where we just shut you down. Yeah. Um, so Sammy, I, I would have to think. I mean, a question, Jaden, that you've answered a thousand times, but not not officially for us. Um, obviously, in in the, the days of the portal and being able to leave and everything else, you you decided to come back. Uh, and I would think Coach Dorsett had something to do with that. But also, you know, just kind of tell the Hawk fans that, that listen, you know, you know why? What, what made you stay instead of going and taking an opportunity this season? Um, for one, it was not something in my heart. It's a, really a desire to just get up and leave. And also I, I believe, like, you know, I'm a firm believer in God that – it's just, you know, it's not for me to do that right now, um, that I'm at the right place. And, you know, we're going to still keep dominating and doing what I do. What I do. So, and also, um, basically, I've seen others from FCS level uh, go to the next level, which is the NFL. And I believe I can do it too. And also, um, I believe FBS level, you don't really know what's going on up there. Coach could say, you know, not going to get anything, but you usually don't know what's up there. You right. know, I, obviously, I, I believe, you know, I could do what I'm doing there, which you'll see Saturday. Yep. And um, I just I just had no desire to you know, leave. So. And I think I think people were surprised by that, but not people who know you. Yeah. You know, like I get the question a thousand times from people who – don't know anything about mom football other than Jaden Sheridan right now, right? Like, oh, you guys got that really good running back. I said, yeah, we got that really good running back. What kind of kid is he? I said, he's a great kid. And he, I can't believe he's still there. I said, well, if you knew him, you you wouldn't be that shocked. Yeah. If you knew him, you wouldn't be that shocked. Uh, you brought up in the next level, and, and we've been talking and cutting clips and everything else, uh, Owen Wright, a yeah, guy that was on his team last year. Shout out to Owen Wright. Shout out to Old Dog, baby. Yep, 2-6. He, uh. What a game the other night yeah. he had Crazy. for the Bucks he, or for the Ravens. The Ravens against the Bucks. Against the Bucks. Yeah. Um, you guys talked to him at all? Oh, yeah. I did. I fa- I faced him after every single uh, one of his games. <laughs> I just talked to him. Um, I think it was yesterday. We were doing a fantasy uh, draft, so <laughs> nice. Having a little fun. Yeah. Uh, what does he have to say? You know, I know everybody. He's just an outstanding part of this team the last two years, and mm-hmm. just a great kid and. Um, I don't think anybody's surprised he's having success uh, up at the NFL. But, like, what, you know, kind of what was his message? You know, how was he feeling? I know today's a big day for him, figuring out, you know, where he fits in. Um, what, did, what did he have to say when you guys talked to him? I mean, he was just – he was just – he was like he was saying, he was just excited to finally get the end zone. But, I mean, Owen's a work, workhorse, man. Mm-hmm. He won't stop working until he gets what he wants. So, I feel like the Ravens are the only team – 
who ends up having him is lucky to have him. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, you know, me and him talk about the next level and stuff, and he just told me, like, keep working, and you're going to be next. Mm-hmm. Same uh, with me. Yeah. What's it like when you guys are watching those? I'm assuming you watch those preseason games when he's oh, playing. Oh, I was, mm-hmm. I was you, happy. You guys get together and I'll watch it, or you guys watch it nah, by yourselves? watch by myself. Yeah, I was watching it on my TV, too. Yeah. What's, what's what's it like to see a guy that you played with last year playing in the league and scoring a touchdown the it's other night? It's very exciting and very happy for the for the kid, you know. You want to see someone, especially from your school, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he had that second gear in him, too. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, got he, the, he, he got it. He, he got, got, got through it. that hole, and it was like, whoa, wait. He had that 99 oh, yeah, yards. I was going to say, Albany like knows. <laughs> Albany, Albany knows he's got that knows. gear. Albany definitely knows. We're just trying to get the ball out of the end zone, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> off 99 yards. I came down after the game to pull him for the interview. I think he still was tired. He's like, man. <laughs> Needed that oxygen tank. <laughs> it's a long way. It's a long hey, way. Now, did you, did you make all 99 after that one, Greg? Oh, uh, no. It was, it, was, it, was, it was. Trust me, it was a slow 99. Uh, I'll tell you that much. It, it, once I got to like the 30, it was like a slow jog the rest of the way. <laughs> Meet me on the 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh that I've, you know, I really do think that was just an awesome play because, um, you know, at that point in the season, people expected at a number 20. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of caught everybody off guard yeah. a little bit because I think prior to that, his longest run was like 27 yards or something, 30-something mm-hmm. yards. Um, you know, he was known as big back, almost automatic from, yep. you know, mm-hmm. three yards and in. Like, he might have been stopped two times the entire mm-hmm. year. Um but then to see him and do that is awesome. And just really happy for him. I text him every once in a while. And, and I know today's a big day. Today's Tuesday. And, yep. and I think everybody's got to kind of trim their rosters by today. So uh, I think some pretty good things, some some buzz for him. So we're all hoping hoping that uh, by the time we put this together and air this thing, we'll have another Hawk in the pro. Um, yep. He just works his butt off on special teams. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a special team wizard. I that's what gets you paid at the next level. Special the, teams. There are I can't count how many times that I like had my head down like on kickoff or whatever or punt. And I look up and I'm like Tackle by, oh, tackle by Yeah, tackle by number twenty six. Oh and right. I was like, oh, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. So I just think if if you know you're I don't want to call him backup running back, but your number two running back is out there making those plays on special teams, that just it's gotta you know, kind of show the rest of the team what kind of kid that mm-hmm. he is, what kind of man he is, I should call him a kid. Yeah. Um, what are we looking forward to most at, at, at FAU? Just getting back in the groove of it, you know, getting in the hotel. We're there for a couple of days this time. Just get back to playing someone else other than Monmouth. I'm tired of, tired of looking at those navy blue jerseys across from me. I need to see some other colors, <laughs> um, a different name across the chest. I'm just ready to go, honestly. It's go time. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and one more practice, and then we'll have a walkthrough. And mm-hmm. Six o'clock on Saturday night. Um, I just want to touch on a couple things before you guys get out of here and off the haircuts and treatment and everything else. Um, you know, Marquez, people don't know anything about him. What, what, uh, I mean, obviously what we put out there or whatever, but you know, he was named the starter and, and, um, he's got a lot of experience from Sacred Heart. You know, what's it like blocking for him, Greg? It's great blocking for him, honestly. He's very accountable to all his assignments. He's a team guy. He's not looking for all the glory and fame for himself. He's looking to get the team better as a whole, whether it's the running backs or wide receivers or getting the line and the right calls. But I feel like, all in all, he's definitely definitely going to be a good fit for us. Right, Shane? Uh, he's, he's a leader. Um, you know, he talks to receivers, talks to me, linemen. Uh, he always tries to lead by example, has a positive attitude. Uh you know, he's always trying to create something new for us. For example, you know, we're going to the field, sideline. We got a, a new thing that we do, thanks to him, mm-hmm. you know, and that makes you want to play. So he's all about, you know, being a leader and having fun, and, but in a calm, collective way. Talk about um, going down to FAU this Saturday. I'm always curious to guys what uh, – what you do pregame? I know I obviously know what the team will do. We'll have a, we'll have a meal, we'll have breakfast, and we'll, we'll do what we do. And it's a late game, so I have a pregame meal. Um, what do you guys do individually to, to get ready? Is it you know especially for a night game? It's a long day of waiting to play football. Um, are you taking a nap? Are you just relaxing? Are you you know run through any film um, and any pregame you know stuff you do when you get to the field? Uh, honestly, all my film study will be done the night before. So the day of the game, I'll probably just 
lay down, relax, watch a couple games of college football that are on before the game, before we leave, and then just listen to some music, get my mind calm and ready to go. What do you listen to? Uh, right now, I'm just listening to R&B. That's what just calms me down the most. And that rap until it's uh, until it's time for pregame warm-ups. But, yeah, just some uh, old-school R&B, All 90s right. or 2000s. Right. Um, I just uh, stretch, relax. Well, I don't matter what's on, whether it's football, regular TV, just relax. Probably maybe take a nap and then just cool R&B. Freddie Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, from my old heads out there. <laughs> something something nice, you know. Wish Eddie was still hosting this podcast. Yeah, Eddie would. Eddie <laughs> loves old school R&B. Yeah, you know, you know, some, you know, old school R&B. And then pregame, right when it hit, about, you know, we had that, you know, that meal. It's straight. It's straight, real time. It's straight rap. It's straight. Mm-hmm. Lock in time. Straight time. Mm-hmm. What, um, who's one guy, each one of you guys, on our defense you like? Like going against that makes you better. Just one guy? I can't just single out one. All right, well, give me. All right, then give me some guys that that you like doing one on ones against, or you like going against that's making you better for Saturday. I'm gonna go Pat Hayden. Um, I'll give Bryce and Logan Barnes a shout out too. The nose and then Nick White, especially those guys give me good work uh, all the time. Help me work on my technique, get better every day. So yeah, I'll go with def- definitely those guys. Uh, for me, I'm gonna say Tyrese Wright. You know, he's always flying 100 miles per hour off the edge. And he's always trying to punch the ball out. And he's going to give you a little hit. So, he like he, he wake you up in practice. Yeah, I think, um, I think everybody has high expectations for the offense, obviously. Mm-hmm. That kind of falls on your guys' shoulders. But everybody knows that the defense – was an issue that needed to get better this year. And, and I think those of us around the program know that it is going to be better mm-hmm. um, just based on a hundred different things. Personnel being one of them, but Tyrese Wright being a little banged up, little nicked up last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is, I don't think people really realize how much he sets the tone defensively um, out there. Exactly what you said, Jane, like ready to make a hit, ready to make a turnover. Um, really happy to see him back a hundred percent. Having Eddie Morales He's back too, like he he start yelling. Yeah, he gets the guys juiced up hundred percent. And he's been back there. I mean, we have an experienced secondary, so he you know he's kind of should be able to kind of captain, move guys around, and mm-hmm. get people in the right spot. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that D line is just it's totally revamped. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we ain't gonna reveal too much. Yeah, but, but uh, just just know they're coming. Saturday <laughs> six p.m. They coming. I'm so I'm excited for so I I run social media during the games and uh, obviously all the former guys are checking in and and all that stuff and I'm seeing getting messages and everything, but I'm so excited for Nick White because the White family is so active on social media, especially mm-hmm. Reg. Those guys are going to be so hyped for Nick. I'm so excited for that part of it. It's so great to have that family back in the fold. Just great people. Yeah. He, he's another one. I'll say. I have to make my cuts quicker because he – y'all going to see. I, I was joking around with him after I think the first scrimmage because he kind of got through and tackled you in the backfield, which <laughs> just, just doesn't happen that often. And I said, yeah. I said, Nick, I know but you're that new wasn't, here. That wasn't uh, the best read, you know. <laughs> yeah. I said, Nick, uh, I said, I, yeah, I know you're new here, but you don't, you, we don't tackle Jaden, and we certainly don't tackle Jaden in the backfield. He said, listen, I'm, he's like, I got to prove my worth. I got to get on this field here somehow. He's like, what better way than, than to tackle the, you know, the best offensive guy on the field? I'm, gl- I'm glad he went with nine, too. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was good. So now keep, I said they're the second family of Monmouth. The first family is obviously the Callahans, and then mm-hmm. the second family might be the Whites. So. Got to keep the nine in the family. It's pretty good. I, one last thing for you guys for me. Uh, curious about uh, uniform number choice. This has come up a little bit this week. That's why it's kind of fresh in my head. Why uh, Why 20, why 76? And it could be no reason, but I know you changed, Jaden. Oh, yeah, yeah. The reason, oh, main reason I changed the 20 is because I've been wearing 20 since I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I've been wearing that because you know, Barry Sanders, which is my favorite player of all time, so I've been wearing twenty forever. 
Yeah, with me, 76 was kind of just given to me. <laughs> so I just kind of grew it. It's a lineman number. It was a lineman number. Grew it to made it my own because when I came in as a freshman, Mo had my number which was in high school, which was 70. So I wanted to keep that, but, you know, Mo was still here for a couple more years. So I was like, you know what? I'll rock out with 76. I'll turn it into something special one day. Yeah, now it's yours. Yep. 76 is yours. And there are some numbers that are just – you just think of that Keep, guy. Yeah, you think yeah. of that guy right mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm. 76 is definitely uh, going to be one of them. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, taking some time of the week. Greg Anderson, Jaden Sheridan. Uh, catch these guys. Uh, 6 o'clock kickoff down at FAU. Um, first FBS opponent in, in a year. They have a brand-new coach. Um, the hurricane is not going to hit us, knock on wood. It's going to go right over top. Uh, you'll be able to listen on um, our website, momtalks.com. There'll be a link. Uh, you can watch on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and uh, last but not least, we have we have like 60 people at a tailgate, and then an mm-hmm. additional, mm-hmm. I think I just saw 35 alumni that live in Florida or guys that are coming down mm-hmm. uh, to come to the game. So there's going to be a little bit of a hawk contingent down there. Oh, yeah. Hawks travel together, man. I really do. I'm and excited for it. I am super excited for it. Saturday cannot come fast enough, uh, and I have well, a lot of work I got, to do. I got, I got one thing I got to sneak in. I forgot about this. <laughs> so we moved in. We moved the guys in. My man Greg here showed up with his golf clubs. Uh-huh. And, and I made a joke. Jokes. I was like, when are you going to find time to play golf during camp? And trust and believe, you did, did find, find time, time to go play golf. Yep. On an off day, I did find time to Where'd play Where'd you guys golf. go? Who'd you go with? I uh, went with my boy Frankie Pasatino. Went to uh, Colonial Terrence. And then it was a little nine hole course. Couldn't play eighteen because we had meetings after. So, no. <laughs> so I had to sneak in a little nine. I, I was you, impressed. How'd you play? It was all right. Plus eight, but it was it wasn't a good day. wasn't a horrible day. But you know, it was just great to be out there. I'm, just, I'm glad you got it in. Definitely, uh, definitely was a good thing. Golf is definitely a tough game to be able to play when you're trying to be a full time athlete. Oh yeah, student athlete. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Gary and I will be back to wrap up the rest of the week in, in Monmouth Athletics. Uh, appreciate these guys' time, and um, good luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Tita Green is New Jersey's finest indoor golf training center and recreational facility, now open in West Long Branch. The 12,000-square-foot facility consists of eight Trackman golf simulators, a huge short game area for putting, chipping, and pitching, lounges, a pro shop, and a custom-fitting room. We do club repairs, re-gripping, and have regular on-site fittings with all of the top manufacturers. We're located at 185 Route 36 in the Monmouth Park Corporate Center in the same building as the Monmouth University Graduate Center. Visit us online at t2green.com and follow us on Instagram at t2greengolfnj. Discounts are available for the Monmouth University community. Gary, that was fun having uh, Greg and Jaden on. These guys are great. They are. In, uh, great representatives of our program. We'll definitely um, have some defensive guys represented here during the year, I'm after sure. We, after we have nice defensive showing on Saturday night. We'll Hopefully. see. Hopefully. Uh, but it's not just football season. Is Everybody is back in action. I saw Crunch Cross Country has uh, reported recently. Um, your new squad in terms of supervision Men's soccer is off to a pretty good start. That was a, a very, um, very nice win last night. Good showing its Temple. Couple, you know, breaks away from at least getting a, um, you know, getting a win there. But they, they they had some really good opportunities against Temple, I thought. And then last night, the second half was like a whole new team. They they came out flying. First half had a lot of opportunities, but um, I gotta say, Ben Zikowski is one of the best players we've had on this campus in a long time. He's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's he's constantly just I feel like doing the right thing and I don't want to speak out of turn I'm not um you know a coach or anything but he made some plays last night I mean he scored on a free kick it was awesome then he got in and and drew a penalty and and scored on that and then he set up the third goal like I don't what else can you ask out of yeah, a guy? two goals and assist and that all came in the second half all came in second. we were down one uh one nil at halftime mm, good job thank you um but we like I said we give up a goal early and then had a lot of opportunities um, our goalie made a save on a breakaway. That was um, critical. Could have been two, and that would have been, you know, tough to come back from. But he stopped the breakaway, and then uh, and then we kind of got it going in, in the second half. So good win for those guys. They have a tough test on Friday. They got to go to St. John's, always um, you know, perennially a pretty good soccer program. So hopefully go out there, get a result, and uh, and keep it moving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... Let's talk a little bit. Women's soccer 
you know, always puts together a tough non-conference schedule uh, last couple of years, and it seems like it's a little bit more of the same there. But uh, Coach Kylie Flynn in her second year here. Yeah, they got a win over FDU the other day. Um, pretty good one. Scored a couple of goals. Um, I'm not sure when they play again, but. Well, Gary, they play at Penn State on Sunday at 1 p.m., um, that's tough been match, a tough match. That is a tough match. Well, but like if you look at this, right, you know, they had the game against Lehigh. That's kind of a one off. We haven't really lost to them in a while. They go out, get a big win over FDU, then they come out and play Princeton, who's a top 25 team regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have Penn State, and then right into conference play. It's kind of crazy. It continues to start earlier and earlier. You're a week into school, you're already playing conference games. And in women's soccer, what happens is women's soccer is one of those games, one of those teams, excuse me, in the CAA. That everybody has a has a team, so we get right into it. It's you know September tenth. We're back here. It's a Sunday against Elon at one p.m. Then at William and Mary at Hampton uh, Thursday Sunday. I'm assuming they're going to stay down there because that's basically going back down. Mm-hmm. Then you're right uh, right back against Delaware. It's always a good match on uh, Thursday night, and then home against uh, Stony Brook on sa- Sunday September twenty fourth for Youth Soccer Day. And there's a clinic after that one. So. Um, Rest assured, we will definitely have a women's soccer player on this podcast, and we'll go into a little bit more in depth there. But uh, at Penn State on on Sunday, uh, you can watch that game on. Um, I'm sure Big Ten Extra is probably what that's on. Let me look real quick. So I click yeah, the Big link Ten here. Plus. Big Ten Plus, yeah, Extra used to be Extra, now it's Plus. So if you subscribe to that, you can definitely watch that. Uh, field hockey uh, had UConn number fifteen UConn down here, lost by a goal. Yeah, had him on the ropes too. Uh, one one of my fun things, one of the fun things about our field hockey team is every year, um, I don't want to say there's a lot of turnover in a bad way, but every year Coach uh, Figlio brings in um, some new key pieces. And uh, this year there's a lot of unfamiliar names. You know, Anique is, is now in graduate school and is, is helping on the sideline. Uh, and, and they just continue to play really, really good field hockey. I mean, one of the best teams in the Northeast – um, and I know that's, you know, obviously field hockey central. Um, but they opened up the season against a ranked opponent, and, you know, they, they lost 2-1 to one here. But just to get uh, UConn to come on this campus was, was pretty cool and, and play us really speaks volumes to how good that, that program is. We talk about our coaches scheduling tough, and I know that's kind of like, a, you know, men's basketball's always done that, and, and a lot of our programs schedule tough teams. Men's soccer, like we talked about at St. John's coming up, Coach Figlio every year has multiple ranked opponents on her schedule. UConn, they have Syracuse in a couple weeks. They played Syracuse last year. They, they've been known to play Harvard, who's always in the top 25. Um, they always have teams that are going to challenge them, and I think that sets them up well. It's a good balance, right? You have you have uh, some mid-majors and some some ranked teams and some higher major programs that um, – that kind of gets you set for for league play, but even when you go down their schedule, we're looking right now at Temple, James Madison. Like, this is a good schedule that that they've put together. Always yeah. play Rutgers too. I mean the 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 run of um, BU, James Madison, Temple all in a row is uh, those are all home games, by the way, uh, and and they're all in a row. So those those are kind of some exciting non conference games. And what she knows and what she's kind of put together is that. Uh, the more challenging teams you play, the better, um, kind of the better your shot of getting an at large, or if you do win the whole thing, the better shot of kind of getting a good seed or going to a favorable opponent in the first round would be. Hundred percent, and we've we've seen that play out in the past, and and we're a tougher league now in everything, including field hockey in the CAA. So whatever can get you set, I think is uh, is good. Uh, last thing I kind of want to touch on before we uh, put this one to bed, uh, non-conference <clears throat> excuse me, non-conference schedules out for when men's and women's basketball. Uh, we all know that you are the contact for men's basketball on the media side of things. What do you think about this uh, this non-conference schedule we well, have here? The first thing I want to say is, and I don't, I put this in the press release, and we're going to promote it more as we get closer. But I want this to be public and out there so everybody is aware i'm stating this right now uh rhode island college october 21st we don't have a time yet that will be open to the public you can come watch the team play for the first time in a exhibition game um you can come watch we have a lot of new guys so um come come out that day and uh 
check out what what's coming in that will be open to the public. Um, Rhode Island College coach by Sam Ferry, who used to be a coach here, so pretty cool thing for a him. A little bit King of a homecoming going against each other. Um, obviously, Coach Rice kind of a mentor to Sam, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, the schedule is like it always is. Coach Rice has has pulled no punches yet again. Um, you go to an A10 school to open up at George Mason. You go to West Virginia. You come home and play a team that was in the Sweet 16 last year in Princeton. Um, the weekend in Philly, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, playing at the Palester three times, it's a pretty historic venue. And, uh, you know, playing Belmont, always a, a top mid-major. Um, you got Penn, who's always very good, and, and Lafayette. That'll be a fun weekend if you're you're off for Thanksgiving weekend. You want to shoot down to Philly for a couple days um, or even just one off and, and come down for a game. I think it's a pretty easy trip and a chance to see these guys play. Um, Northern Illinois, kind of a weird one, right? That's that's a little off the cuff, but it's a team that uh, wanted to play us. I Yeah, well, a lot of times it's just fitting the date in. Fitting the know? date in, finding a home and home, right? It's a, a team that you can go back to. Pretty relatively easy to find Chicago. Um, the Seton Hall matchup will continue. I think that will be as long as King and Shaheen are both at their respective schools. I don't think that's going anywhere. Sure. Um, and then Oklahoma on New Year's Eve. That'll be um, a nice test, nice way to end uh, the new year and uh, or bring in the new year at least. And Oklahoma, obviously, a, a very good program. And um, like I said, Coach Rice, even in the mid-majors that, that this team plays, like Cornell always very good. Ryder, top of the MAC last year. Belmont, always very good. Pierce was in the Sweet 16 last year. Like, <laughs> even uh, the mid majors, it's not a, a night off. Yeah, no, you don't get a night off with there. And, um, you know, on the other side, uh, Coach Boggess has put together a pretty, an, another pretty exciting yeah. uh, schedule. Yeah, they, you know, they also have an open game on uh, October 18th. So, twice in one week, you'll be able to check out both of these squads if you uh, so choose. Um, but yeah, a good schedule for Coach Bogus too, right, Greg? Like, I think that November tenth game is going to awesome. be really cool. Like, you bringing in a, a St. John's team, a team that um, they opened up at last year. Very good program. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very good last year, but also a night that we're going to see um, a banner go up into the arena and, and honor last year's championship team. I think that's going to be pretty uh, pretty cool night. You really you you do really need to um, get down here. And support this team. And if you're going to just do it once in the non-conference season, please come to the St. John's game on November 10th. Uh, like Gary said, they're going to raise a banner from the championship team. Um, and and it's just it's a Big East opponent. It's, it's not easy to get a Big East team to come and play you on the road. Uh, Coach Bogus obviously has a great relationship with the staff up there and was able to kind of put that together. So and I think the other thing that people don't realize, Greg, on the outside is how hard it is to get home games as a mid-major especially one coming off a championship. Coming off winning, yeah. Coach Boggess got a handful of home games and, and a chance to see this team play uh, three times in one week <laughs> early in the year, basically. Yeah, that's wild. Um, that's really hard to do. Like, I can't overstate how hard that is to, to get teams to agree to come play at your place. Um, all coming off a championship. I mean, she's got six non-conference home games. Uh, you go to Providence, always a, a, a strong program in the Big East. Yeah. Uh, both of our basketball programs have put together really, really strong non-conference schedules, and they've both said, like, you need it. Like, we can't go into the CAA off of a weak non-conference schedule where you don't play teams that are up to that caliber because the CAA doesn't have any teams of that caliber. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, you know, they're at Ryder, at American, at Lafayette, so some close road games for maybe some of you who don't live um, right in New Jersey. And then um, they kind of wrap everything up on the – the twenty seconds against Loyola, uh, another good you know Patriot League team coming in here, and um, then they then they're off and running. So uh, should have CAA schedules hopefully in the next couple weeks here. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I know people you know are kind of chomping at the bit for uh, CAA schedules, and um, right now they, they're checking everything twice, making sure. I think what people don't quite understand is that there are dates that are blocked out in people's arenas because they're used for different things. Um, so when you got, I don't even know how many teams the CAA has now, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Um, when you block out certain dates, now it changes a whole schedule. Then TV comes in and says, well, we can put you on in your own time slot right here, but this is the matchup we want. 
So then that kind of changes things. A lot things. of places have, like, you, you, you go through the league, like, we were at Northeastern last year. It's literally a hockey arena. Yeah, they have hockey. With a basketball court. It's Like, it, they have to be able to balance women's hockey, men's hockey, women's basketball, men's basketball. Um, there's a couple of places like that in this league that, that you're really balancing a lot of other schedules. So that's why it takes a little bit of time. And trust me, nobody besides the people on this podcast want that schedule more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so. But it's coming. It's coming. We, 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 we're hoping to see a draft uh, early in September, and then there's some checks and balances and okays that have to go through. And then, and the, the CA is really good about um, about once they don't drag their feet. Once everything's been okayed, that release is ready to rock, and, and we can release it too at the same time. So it's coming. Uh, Gary, we uh, next week, we, we still need to – we are trying our best because we want to have uh, – our acting athletic director, Jen Sansevero, on her schedule is crazy busy. Uh, the short week with football, um, Gary and I will be leaving with the team on Thursday. It's kind of crunched out a couple days, uh, along with some personal obligations that I have tomorrow. Um, so we will have her on soon to kind of, we had her on once before as a senior woman administrator, but now we will have her on uh, again to talk about uh her new role and, and kind of the things that she's trying to really push uh, a couple things. I want to remind everyone, you know, keep, uh, keep going to our sponsors. We just had a couple of new ones sign on Chick-fil-A of Eatontown. Um, a couple other, uh, that you will see out and about, but we love, uh, our sponsors help fund our programs and, and we love when our fans, um, support those sponsors. And of course, uh, do not forget about the Flyhawks Alliance. That is the, um, collective and there'll be some cool cool news and stuff i think coming out out of that realm here coming up pretty soon uh as we are uh, getting that thing moving in the right direction so uh once again great episode gary love to having uh, our guys on Jaden and um greg anderson and you know those guys will be down in boca we'll listen to gary and matt can't wait i'm so excited to get down to boca yeah, I mean, the the best thing you can do is listen to Gary and Matt uh, on Saturday night and um, see the Hawks, listen to the Hawks, go out and get their, uh, their first win over an FBS school. Can't wait. production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.